Welcome to the Pete Slevin Fitness Podcast, where we discuss all things fitness, health, and well-being with your host, Pete Slevin. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pete Slevin Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. These episodes are podcast blasts and the idea behind them are that they aren't as long as my normal podcast episodes so they tend to be in around that 10 to 15 minute mark so hopefully you can get something out of them quite quickly and uh, avail of the, the tips and advice. Today's episode is just covering some topics that I would receive a lot of text messages and communications from clients and people on social media with regards to help um so they're quite general but i think uh, you should be able to get something from them so the first topic uh, is binge eating and cravings and how to prevent it so the first thing you want to do is identify the problem to why you're binge eating Uh, a couple of factors and i find this probably the main one uh, a lot of my clients struggle with is in relation to blood sugar levels and i don't want to go into the whole science behind it uh, particularly in these type of episodes but what you find is, uh, for example, a lot of people eat breakfast and then they might skip lunch. So they aren't eating again until dinner time. So there is a considerable period between meals. And what this can have is an effect on your blood sugar levels, causing them to come down or reduce. So basically what happens then is your body wants sugar. Uh, it's craving, it's getting those cravings for sugary foods, uh, which then causes you to grab a snack or a bar of chocolate or something like that. So what's going to happen then is your blood sugar levels are going to go back up or in fact spike back up. And the downside of this is obviously when something comes up it has to come down. So there's an almighty crash and your blood sugar levels dip down once again. And they could probably lower uh, to an extent where they were lower than when you even started your day. So before you even had your breakfast that's how low your blood sugar levels could dip below. So what do we do now? Well, we eat again, we grab something convenient and you'll get another spike followed by another crash. So you can see what's happening here. It's just like an endless roller coaster up and down throughout the day. On top of this, we're probably uh, consuming more calories than we would like to and making poor uh, food choices. So all in all, this is really just a physiological response. So what do we do to rectify it? We want to balance that up. So you want to try and eat more regularly i.e. don't skip the lunch and I know this mightn't be for everybody but ideally I like the breakfast snack lunch snack dinner snack approach and it's not for everyone uh, some people can't face breakfast in the mornings for example but for me I like this structure but if you aren't a breakfast person and I have a few clients who aren't then try it's about trying to find a system that works best for you but I find this system because of the consistency with regards to eating it does help me with regards to my hunger the next thing i would consider then is try and get your fiber intake high uh, eating plenty of fruit and vegetables get your protein intake high Uh, this way you're going to feel more satiated you're going to be full so you shouldn't get those hunger pangs then eating whole foods reducing uh, the likes of your heavily processed foods Uh, this way it's going to be more nutritious food that you're taking in uh and this is going to help elevate your energy levels. You're going to feel more energized. The other factor a lot of people forget about is hydration. And you want to hydrate plenty through the day. Try and get at least two to three liters of water on board daily. Um, sometimes we aren't hungry. In fact, we're just thirsty. 
so really get the water on board. Then there's another aspect um, that we probably don't think about, but there's a social aspect. If you've had a bad day at work or something's causing you stress or anxiety, this can also trigger your tendency to binge eat. So what's the solution around that? I would suggest getting in a workout or a walk if you have had a bad day at the office or someone's put you in bad form. And that's another thing, cut out negative people in your life, people who bring you down, the likes of social media as well. When we're on social media, we tend to compare our lives to other people and that's not doing you any favours. This can all be elevated even more so when when we're tired. So situations can seem to be a lot worse, etc. So try and unfollow or cut the negative people out of your life um, and all those negative aspects that can cause us to binge. So they're just a few tips and tweaks that I've implemented with clients and that, and they should definitely help with regards to your cravings and binge eating. So give them a go, see how it works, and hopefully that helps. Another topic that I want to talk about is in relation to keeping it simple when it comes to your nutrition and your training uh, if you are trying to shred body fat or build and tone muscle. Frequently I get asked by clients, what supplements should they be taking? What should their macros breakdown be? Should I stop eating bread and carbs? Should I train fasted? And to be honest, for the majority of people, and particularly the majority of people listening to this podcast, when it comes to shredding fat and toning up, it can be as simple as achieving a slight calorie deficit and just getting some form of training and trying to implement resistance training. So what I would say, just keep it simple, bring it back to basics. So you want to achieve a slight calorie deficit, either from moving more or reducing your food intake, or ideally by doing a bit of both. Relying on stupidly low calories whilst trying to get lean isn't sustainable. You will lose motivation if you consistently train with too little food in the tank. If you want to drop weight or lose body fat, then you want an adequate amount of food that's going to create a subtle calorie deficit. Trust me, you'll enjoy your training more. Also, you're going to build more strength as you drop fat. Then the next thing then is you want to implement some form of resistance training. You want to focus on putting the muscle under tension. You want to maximize the intensity of every rep, making each rep count. Incorporating compound movements into your regime then will get you to your goals faster. So focus on perfecting your form on every exercise. Prioritize compound movements and maximize the intensity and tension on all of your reps. You want to optimize your workouts so you can get to eat more food and get lean. If you don't leave each session that you train with confidence that it's making a difference, then you've got to look at how to improve your workouts and how to train properly. Remember, the more lean muscle you have, the more fat you'll burn at rest and heart rate. Do this and you will 100% see quicker changes with your body. You want to do it consistently, then you can focus on the minor things like what supplements to take. Like if you're eating poorly or not even tracking what you eat and you're concerned with what supplements to take, what protein powder to take, all you're doing is putting the horse before the cart. And I can't stress it enough that when you train your way into shape via better nutritional knowledge, better training knowledge, getting in lots of good quality foods, etc., then you're going to live your life with a great body, but probably more importantly, a happier mind all year round. The last question uh, today then is in relation to cardio and should you do it before or after resistance training? This is really goal dependent, so 
depending on your goals, if improving body composition is your goal, such as losing body fat or toning up and building muscle, then I would definitely do my resistance training first. Uh, the reason for this is resistance training depletes your levels of glycogen. And I don't want to get too sciencey, but basically our glycogen stores are our energy stores through stored carbs in the muscle. So theoretically, you'll enhance fat burning during the cardio workout due to the lack of available uh, sugar for fuel, which results into your body then having to tap into your fat stores faster, thus then reducing your body fat, particularly if you're doing this over a consistent period of time. Although there is no real concrete evidence of this, but that's generally the, the theory. It also stands to reason that you're going to be at your freshest, so your muscles won't be fatigued, so you're going to get more out of your weight session. So then the flip side of that is if you're maybe training for an endurance event or some kind of cardio specific event, a marathon for example, then I would definitely prioritize my cardio. Uh, so therefore I would do it before my weight session. Uh, again, it's the same principle, you're, you're going to be at your freshest. So you're going to be able to hit those PBs and things. So that's a question that I could probably spend a whole podcast episode talking about, but just for these small podcast blasts. I hope that helps. I hope you've got something out of uh, the topics that we've discussed today. Um, as per normal, if you could share or leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast, that would be greatly appreciated. And um, until the next episode, mind yourselves, mind each other. Thank you. <laughs>